Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 174 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hope you're having an awesome day, whatever you are up to, and thank you so much for joining us here on this week's episode of the podcast. Now, about the time we are going live with this episode, we are just past the midway point of the year. We're just past the halfway line. How are you feeling about that I feel like the lead up to this end of financial year was absolutely crazy chaos for lots of the businesses I was working with and definitely for me. (laughs) It was the busiest financial year and I I can recall actually. It's not usually a hot time for HR, um, but it it was really, really busy and the businesses I was working with were also really frantically trying to tie things up and get things done. And to be honest, Usually at this time of year, I'm encouraging everyone to have a little downtime. It's school holidays in almost all states and territories, and it's a great time to have a little mid-year reset. But if I'm actually really honest with you, it's like the last thing that I've been doing. I have had a week of non-stop catch-up. I feel like I'm chasing my tail, and I feel like I'm not the only one feeling like that. So I thought I'd check in with you and see how you were feeling because today I wanted to chat to you about something that I, it, it kind of raises its head in my world every so often. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like at the moment more than usual and it keeps showing up with some of the business owners that I'm working with as well. And that is this kind of concept of feeling guilty when we are not working 24 seven. Do you feel that ever? I'm really struggling with it at the moment. Um, Last night, in fact, just before recording this episode, I was exhausted. I've been doing some really long days. I haven't had a day off in quite some time. And I was just tired by about 6 or 7 p.m. And yet I kept resisting just taking a break or just binge watching some terrible TV or watching MasterChef or something. I was just kept getting pulled back to my desk and thought, if I could just get this one more thing done, or maybe I can do this other thing that's sitting on my to-do list. And I realized that I was on the slippery slope that I sometimes find myself on of suffering from a bit of boss guilt. That feeling of being guilty for not working more hours and harder despite the exhaustion, despite the deadlines, despite the relentless emails. And it is a trap I do fall into every so often. And I do feel like this year more than ever. And I'm seeing other business owners fall into that trap as well. So I thought it was a good time to chat about it on the podcast today um, and see how you're feeling and whether you are someone that also suffers from this. So today I thought we'd chat about what a term that I call boss guilt actually is how we can identify if we're falling down that slippery slope into this cycle, I guess. And I thought I'd unpack some strategies to help break free from the boss guilt cycle and um, see if that can help you to avoid finding yourself there. And, you know, it's actually in many ways, I'm going to talk about two different types of boss guilt today, actually. 
In many ways, this is a little bit similar to what people call mother's guilt or parent guilt. It's that feeling that whatever you're doing, you should be doing something else. <laughs> like when you're at work, you should be with your kids, or when you're with your kids, you should be working. You know, that they, you know, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of talk around that. And I guess it's not dissimilar in a lot of ways. I guess when I talk about boss guilt, and it is just a word I've made up, it's not, there's no technical sort of dictionary definition. But for me, it's that um, sense that entrepreneurs face where we feel like we should be working all the time. And we often have this real sense of guilt if we prioritize, you know, our own well-being or doing something for our own enjoyment or, heaven forbid, taking time off when we know there are things that could be being done in our business. The reality is, guys, there's always things to do in our business. We could be 24-7 and we'd still, you know, for most of us entrepreneurial types, still never get everything done. But that sense of guilt when we stop and not, I think part of it is our own fault. (laughs) I think we put crazy expectations on ourselves and we expect that others have those expectations too, which they don't. And we then feel guilty for not meeting um, those sort of expectations and that level of pressure. And that's the kind of feeling that I'm talking about when I'm talking about boss guilt. There's often a whole lot of guilt also that arises from decisions that impact our employees. And that's the second part of boss guilt. So there's the type of guilt where we are letting ourselves down. We're not doing enough. We should be doing more. We shouldn't sit on the couch. We should do more hours, work more things, all of that. And then there's the guilt about looking after our people. And this is the bit that I think is actually quite like parent guilt, where we should be constantly prioritizing our employees over our own well-being or over ourselves. Um, about the fact that every decision we make in our business, you know, may affect the livelihood of our employees, that trying to ensure that our employees are totally well looked after from their own personal well-being, their work-life balance, creating challenging roles for them, making sure they feel nurtured and looked after, comes at the cost of constantly prioritizing that and never prioritizing ourselves. And I think this is the bit that really aligns for me with parent guilt that feeling that no matter what you're doing, you should be doing something else to look after your employees. And I think it can come from lots of different places. Um, But I have seen this employee-centered boss guild come up with a lot of clients recently, and I find it really fascinating. And for me as a HR practitioner, I'm one step removed. So I can very objectively say, uh, why are you prioritizing them? This isn't important. Or Just because they're jumping up and down doesn't mean that's the thing you should be focusing on right now. But I also can totally empathize with and appreciate that the employer, the business owner in that situation, is faced with the emotion, the stress, the tension and the challenge of this particular employee demanding all of their attention and making them feel guilty for not giving them that attention. And in fact, this scenario happened exactly this week with one of the clients I'm working with where... They're very busy at the moment. There's a lot of deadlines. There's staff on leave. There's lots going on. And one particular employee has something that is personally important to them that they want prioritized. And I encourage the business owner to go back to that employee and say, absolutely, we are definitely going to work with you on this. And I'm keen to talk to you more about this in two weeks once all of this particular crazy period is over. And I explained that whilst it's important that we acknowledge this. This is not a priority right now. This is not something we should be stopping all the other things for. And 
there is no, it wasn't something that had a deadline. Like it's not like a training course that needs to be enrolled in. It wasn't anything like that. It was still going to be the exact same situation in two weeks time. Nothing was going to have transpired to change the situation. And they took the advice and they went ahead and did that. And the employee absolutely kicked up a stink and wanted their particular personal circumstance prioritized over and above everything else that was going on in the business. And it, it made me a little angry, if I'm honest, but I, but it made the employer feel really guilty that they weren't dropping everything for this one individual in this much wider team. That sense of guilt can really eat up at you, eat you up, I should say, as an employer, as a business owner. And I've fallen into that trap myself before when I've had teams and I see business owners do it. And so I guess that's why I wanted to chat about this today, because I've seen the impact it's had on this particular business owner. And I thought we could chat about how to sort of spot the red flags that we're heading down this, you know, spiral so that we can sort of stop it in its tracks and some strategies for getting ourselves out of it. So as I said, there's the two different types of boss guilt that we're talking about today. So there's, there's the guilt we almost impose on ourselves that we should be constantly working. This is purely a figment of our own imagination. Just let me put that out there and make that clear. That's a little mantra for myself right now as well. And then there's the employee-centered um, boss guilt. So let's look at how we know we're at risk of either of those two things. Now, when it's the self-imposed, unrealistic expectations we're placing on ourselves, these are very internalized and very personal triggers and red flags that you need to watch out for. So you will need to learn how you personally react and respond when you're starting to go down this spiral. Now, there's a few things that happen for me. Exhaustion is absolutely one of them. I get crazy tired because I've just pushed it too too far. What I also find is that I can um, bubble up a bit of resentment and anger internally. And I find when I'm feeling that way, and I can now spot it really well in advance, that I'm starting to internally get a little bit snippy. <laughs> you know, thankfully, I've learned not to get snippy with those around me. But I things that wouldn't usually even bother me at all, really, really bug me. And I started to sense that feeling for this client, actually, that I just mentioned. I got really annoyed on their behalf that this was happening. So I start to get a little bit of internal angst, a little bit of internal uh, resentment building up. And when I spot that, I know that I'm in this spiral. And I've built some strategies for myself personally to help get out of that. And we'll talk about some strategies in a moment. But that can be one of the things. Another thing that I see is a whole lot of self-doubt start to bubble up. And I do see this with a lot of business owners. We're usually very confident, capable, in control, self-assured business owners suddenly start second guessing and, and doubting everything they're doing, every decision that they're making, whether they're cut out for this, whether this is they should just throw it all in and get a job. <laughs> I don't know whether you've ever said that to yourself, but I just know so many business owners that have. So that self-doubt can bubble up. That can be a real sign for some people for sure. Sometimes it's also this, because um, generally as entrepreneurs and business owners, we're quite good at being able to zoom up, see, get perspective, get clarity, see what we need to do, map out a pathway forward. When we stop being able to do that, that can definitely be a sign that we're spiraling into this and we're falling trapped to our own guilt mechanisms and we're feeling guilty ourselves. And the other thing that can very often happen is we start to hold on to everything and don't delegate a thing because if it's outside of our control, we're going to lose our tiny minds. <laughs> 
So they might be some signs for you, but this is definitely when it comes to our own version of self, self-imposed guilt, it will be different for all of you. So when you feel that and sometimes you have to do it in retrospect when you feel that, oh my God, I should be working all the time. Why, why am I taking a break? Why do I feel like I need to just get out and go for a walk? And that's a sign that you've got that boss guilt going on. Start to really listen to how you are internally talking to yourself, how you're internally reacting to this, because these will be the red flags you can start to watch out for. And I definitely learned to watch out for these. And that's great because I don't let myself get into that spiral anymore. But the other kind of boss guilt, this can be a little trickier, the employee-centered version, and this can be harder to spot ahead of time. And often until we've really gone down a spiral, it's hard to see. And that is probably what I saw with that client that I was just giving you that example with. They, You can very easily become the people-pleasing person that doesn't want to say no, that wants to appease everyone. And really places an exceptional amount of pressure on yourself for your responsibility over other people's happiness. You feel this sense that it's your job to make them happy. And I want to share something with you on that. You can't make someone else happy. You can create an awesome work environment that's going to encourage them to be happy, but if they're not happy in their lives, that is not your fault and it is absolutely not your responsibility. So I think we all fall into this trap. I so often hear business owners say, oh, I want to, I want to treat them like family. They ain't your family. <laughs> and they're not going to treat you like family because that's this is a job to them. So I think when you feel that sense of responsibility over other people's happiness, that's when you're absolutely going to fall into a boss guilt trap from the employee's perspective. And you you are actually teaching the employees, you're creating an environment where they hold you to that expectation. I absolutely did this with my consulting team when I had a bigger consulting team. I was so worried about making sure they were all happy and I genuinely wanted to look after them, but they came to expect that that was my priority. And when that happens, it's not really creating an environment for the best business decisions or for innovation, they become very reliant on you as the business owner. And then there's that people-pleasing side where you can't say no to your stuff. And some people just find this is their natural style. They really struggle to set boundaries with their people and say no. And that can create a massive amount of guilt. And that's exactly the experience my client had recently. So you can see that the signs, particularly with that self-imposed type of boss guilt, can be subtle and can be hard to spot, but it's learning how to read your own responsiveness and how you you know react to things that will help you start to see when you're about to be at risk of this. So what can we do to break free from the boss guilt? And look, I guess I want to share that it's not necessarily possible to completely forever break free from it. I think as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we will all find ourselves at some point or another dipping down into this, but we can certainly try and limit it because it's not a fun place to be. And I, I guess I want to let you know you're not alone. If you feel this way, you are absolutely not alone. In fact, I would struggle to find a business owner that hasn't felt this way at some point in their journey. I think it's so important in these moments to trust your gut. 
if your gut is telling you you need to take a break, you need to go for a walk, you need a weekend away, whatever your gut is telling you you need, trust your gut. I know business owners that need to do particular types of exercise or need to just get out into nature or need to go for a surf, you know, whatever it is for you that your, you know, your body and your mind is telling you that you need, you probably need it. So trust your gut. And I think the more we try and go against our gut and the more we try and push through in spite of what we're listening to ourselves saying, that's when it can get very messy. And we often don't do our best work in those times. I think it's also important to, in these moments, take a second to get clear on what the actual priorities are, what's actually important right now. And I find sometimes thinking about, well, what's the worst thing that could happen if I don't prioritize these things that are actually not all that important? And the end result is usually nothing. Nothing's going to happen if a meeting gets pushed back two weeks that isn't important. Nothing's going to happen when I push back something that isn't actually a priority. We get ourselves all worked up thinking it's like, the, the sky's going to fall in or it's the end of the world. It's absolutely not. And when we can get, give ourselves a little bit of uh, self-clarity around that, it can really help to refocus and um, reassess those priorities. When we're talking about um, the uh, staff or employee-centered boss guilt, set some boundaries, please, please set some boundaries. I think this is our biggest mistake as business owners. We are generally terrible at setting boundaries and we're even worse at upholding them. We've spoken about that a lot, a lot here on the podcast. Set some boundaries and one of the best things you can do is get some support around you. Get your mentors, your business coaches, uh, some advisors involved to help you make decisions that remove the personal connection between you and the employee. That's exactly what we're doing with this client. I will step in as the bad guy. I've got no problems with that because I can very objectively say it's not a priority for the business right now for us to have this discussion. We'll have it in two weeks. Or I'll often say to my clients, blame it on HR. Tell the, tell the team that HR said no. <laughs> and I've got no problems with the team knowing it was me. I'll do the same with accountants. I'll say, just say your accountant said that's not an option. And most of the advisors like accountants that I work alongside with the clients we work with, we're really happy to be the, the voice of reason. And if that means being the bad guy with the team so that the business owner can keep that good relationship, no problems. More than happy to play that role. So get the right support network around you in your business, those trusted advisors, because you can't talk about this stuff with your team. Even with your most senior team members, you often can't have these discussions. So having those external support networks can be just so helpful in helping you navigate uh, these particular challenges with the guilt. And above all, just be kind to yourself. Not everyone owns their own business because it's hard. You're in the minority doing this and know that you've got this and this is just a phase. It will come to an end and you'll be able to dig your way out of it and just take a breather, take a break, because that's most often what you need to do in order to reset and get things moving. So, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion today on boss guilt. To recap, we looked at what boss guilt is, and I've sort of unpacked two different types of boss guilt, the one self-imposed type of guilt we put on ourselves and the guilt that is felt through our team by either trying to be the people pleaser for our team or because our team are making us feel guilty for the way we're prioritising or them not getting what they want or them stamping like a toddler, which I've also seen recently. And so we unpacked that. We looked at the strategies um, or the red flags, I should say, in terms of when you might be 
starting to head down that spiral. So you can start to spot it earlier and the strategies that you might want to implement to help to start to avoid this happening in the beginning, but also to get you out of it when you are in that kind of funk, because that's exactly what it feels like. So if you are also feeling this at the moment, please know that you're not alone and come over and join us in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes. You can find it by searching Facebook groups as well and share your experience because I guarantee you, you are definitely not alone. And maybe you've got some really great strategies that you use when you start to feel this way as well to help avoid it. Or maybe you're looking for some support in how to navigate it, but that would be a great place to connect with us. That's it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast and I can't wait to chat to you again next week. 